John the Viking Mauser here with the Get Stronger Die podcast. Today my guest is Hannah Lindsay. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. How about you? Pretty good. <clears throat> so uh, you had a, a big weekend this weekend. Um, national uh, championships. <clears throat> um, competed as a, a heavyweight this year. Uh, took home the win. Yes, sir, that's right. Very cool stuff. <clears throat> um, we're going to get into that here in just a little bit. But uh, as usual, I want to start with um, uh, kind of a, a brief uh, history. Um, how did you get into... Uh, lifting weights, um, strong woman, uh, whatever before that. Kind of what what led up to this? Alrighty, uh, I played soccer since I was seven. Um, I was a goalkeeper, and then from then I got to high school. I played softball. I threw the javelin. I played basketball and soccer in high school. Uh, after my freshman year, I kind of focused on soccer. Um, ended up getting a full ride to uh, ULM as a Division One college in North Louisiana. Played there for two years, and I blew out my hip my sophomore year, and I had to rehab, come back, um, take a red shirt, came back, blew my same hip out again for the second time. Uh, I had a total like labral repair. I have six sutures going around uh, my right femur head, so I had to forfeit the rest of my eligibility. I continued to work out lift weights because I enjoyed it. Uh, I was pretty good at it. I was one of the strongest on my team even though I never lifted before until I got to college versus everybody else. They'd have been lifting in high school, but where I'm from, girls weren't allowed in the weight room because it's still old school down down here in the South. Um, you know, it's a football weight room, so we couldn't go in there. Uh, I graduated, and then I continued to work out. Uh, I started working at a gym right after I graduated. Uh, I got bored. I needed something to fill that void, that, like, competition and, like, drive because I didn't have it anymore. Um... Started talking around, got involved in powerlifting. Uh, powerlifted for about a year and a half. Uh, my first meet, I placed third. Went to the state championships, placed third. Then I had one more meet, and I placed first, and then I got bored with it because it just wasn't enough. Um, the variety was very, you know, the same. All you did was squat, bench, and deadlift. The competition wasn't as hype because you just sit there, you get hyped for one lift, you do it, and you wait. Um, <laughs> so I got bored. Uh, my manager asked me to do a figure show, so I said, why not? So I did that, so I went into like, probably like an eight-month off-season growth period. I uh, brought up what little shoulders I had, um, and I did a 16-week prep, um, did the Optimum Classic in Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, went to the Open, finished third, uh, glad I did it. Never again, it wasn't for me. Uh, when you're up on stage, there's nothing you can do better than the other person. There wasn't enough, like, competitive, like, drive and edge and adrenaline. Still like to work out, so um, probably it was in 2017, probably around May. Uh, I started networking online, uh, reached out to Zach Gallman, who I'd met sort of through one of his prior girlfriends who I met through powerlifting. Asked if he coached, and at the time he didn't, but at the time he Hit me up with Mike Westerling. Uh, started with Mike in June. I uh, messaged him. I said, hey, you know, I kind of want to do the strongman stuff. I found a meet in Alabama. Uh, I had just maxed on my squat bench and deadlift. I sent him my Instagram handle. You know, I told him to Vince weights and everything else. And I was like, you know, if I'm strong enough, I'd like to do this. If not, tell me because I don't want to go over there and lose. Like, I'm too much of an athlete. 
Like, I don't like to lose. He looked me up. He was like, you're more than strong enough. Let's get started. So I started training in June of 2017. Had my first contest in August. I went into the uh, 180 class. Won it. Swept all the events. Qualified for nationals. Uh, didn't really know anybody. Showed up. Uh, I placed seventh overall with an event win. I carried the 225 fusible 603 feet. From there, I qualified from the Arnold, uh, made to main stage. I lost to uh, Sonny Bradley from Germany on main stage by point two one seconds on the five series on the still load. Uh, so that kind of like lit my fire for the next two years because I knew I was close. Um, the year after that, uh, I went back to nationals, uh, bumped up, placed fourth, went back to Arnold, finished fourth on main stage. Uh, I started training with. Leifa after uh, official strongman games last year. I ended up placing second there with Mike, and then I made the switch to Leifa. We had a short prep, and we did really well. Um, I was really good at moving events and loading and carrying, but I wasn't that good of a presser or a deadlifter. And she made a lot of progress within those, I think, 12 weeks of prep uh, to the Arnold, and then I went to off-season with her and really broke down everything from my jerk, from my deadlift, uh, she taught me how to jerk properly, uh, a lot of drills, a lot of times breaking down things, a lot of accessory movements. Then we came here. She told me after Arnold that I was going to go to heavyweight because I'm just too tall. The weight cuts were getting too bad. Uh, so I kind of kept it under wraps because I just didn't want to hear a lot of people's unwarranted opinions. Um, and I just kind of showed up, weighed in at 216, and then just kind of showed out at nationals, had uh, two event wins. A third place finish on my press, fifth place finish on my dead, and a disappointing third place finish on my yoke. I was having some issues and just wasn't wasn't going for me that day, but things happened. But ended up squeaking out the win anyway. Uh, it was very exciting. It was very eye-opening. I didn't realize that I could hang with the heavyweight girls as well as I did, but I surprised myself, and I knew that I'd worked hard in my prep, and there was nothing else I could have done. So whatever happened that day was what it was going to be. And that's kind of how I got to Strongman and how I stayed, and I'm not going anywhere. Very cool, hell yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so uh, a lot of talk, of, a lot to talk about there. Um, so you played a lot of sports <clears throat> um, up to college and through college. Um, what what was your favorite sport at that point? Uh, you know, before you got into uh, powerlifting and, and strongman and all that. Uh, I liked soccer a lot because I was the best at it. Um, I played goalkeeper, um, and out of all the teams I'd ever been on, I mean, as you see me now, as tense as I am now, that's how I got to be on the soccer field because goalkeepers are a little bit crazy. You have to be to go head first at someone's feet to get a ball and not be scared. Um, so I was really good at that. Uh, I wasn't scared on 1v1s. I wasn't scared to come out. I wasn't scared to go get corner kicks. I wasn't scared of anything. Um, so I was the best at that. Uh Basketball was kind of like my fun sport. I was pretty good at it, but it wasn't as stressful. It was kind of something I got to do on the side is to relax and just kind of like show off and have fun. Um, I played center. Uh, I was a really good rebounder, really good defensive player. Um, I couldn't shoot anything outside the free throw line extended, but I didn't need to. Uh, javelin was fun. Um, actually, I did that my senior year. Uh, they came, got me out of my math class and told me to throw it like football. And I threw it like 90-something feet. And they're like, well, you're on the track team. And I'm like, I don't know how to do this. And they're like, us either, but you'll place. 
<laughs> so I did that for fun. Uh, I ended up going to regionals, placing like fourth, I think it was. I think my best throw was like 137 feet. Uh, softball wasn't fun for me. It wasn't enough contact. Uh, I'm a really rough, aggressive, hands-on type player, uh, as you know, as you can tell. But as far as growing up, my brother played football. So I grew up playing football with my brother in the yard because it was just us two. We live out in the country on a farm. So I've always been really hands-on with him, and we've boxed, we've fought, we've wrestled, we grew up hunting and fishing, riding dirt bikes for So I just, I always liked competition growing up, just being really like rough and athletic and just hands-on. Um, my dad always told me that I needed to pick a singular sport because I was never on a team with teammates as de- dedicated and aggressive and passionate about winning and competing as I was. And then I finally found it because the thing is with Strongman, uh, I can do all the prep, I can do all the work, all the recovery, and if I get to like game day and I mess up, it's my fault. It's not my coach's fault, it's not my teammate's fault, it's not my boyfriend's fault, it's not the judge's fault, it's mine. Either, you know, if I should have, would have cut up, but I didn't, or, you know, I should have bought this piece of equipment, but I decided no, or, you know, it's just, I'm in complete control of every aspect, and I like that because, like, I work hard. And I pride myself on that and I have a lot of work ethic and drive because I want it. And it's just, I don't have to rely on anybody else. It's just me. And I like that a lot because I'm in control of all aspects. Very cool. I think that's uh, um, that's definitely true. And I think that's how you have to look at it. Um, <clears throat> and I think that's uh, how a lot of the pros look at it. Um, I think it's the, the amateurs that uh, <laughs> typically, uh, you know, blame it on the coaches or the, the equipment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so I think, you know, that's probably had uh, a lot to do with your success is just that attitude. <clears throat> um, so uh, to change gears, I actually, I have a uh, competition in a month. It's a strongman competition with a javelin throw. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going yeah. to be uh, messaging you <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Kara Brennan is actually doing that same competition, I believe. And I messaged her and I was like, Fun fact, I threw the javelin in high school. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I did yeah, not. So, <laughs> Yeah. I did not. Um, I have uh, somebody who's actually making me um, uh, two javelins to practice with, so we'll, we'll see oh, what nice. happens. <laughs> I should yeah. have those in a week or so. Uh, nice. so that's pretty cool, though. <clears throat> so uh, what kind of um, figure show was it? Because there's, there's a bunch of different uh, – Branches of that, a bunch of different kind of things now. Which which kind of which one did you do? So in NPC uh, bodybuilding, there's bikini, um, where you go out and you just you look good in bikini, I guess. <laughs> uh, then the next day job is figure. Um, you don't do like individual posing routines. It's more they're looking for round cap shoulders, uh, shoulder to waist, big X frame, small waist big quads, big hamstrings. Um, and then the step above that is physique. And then the ultimate step is bodybuilding. So I did figure, uh, I wasn't near big enough, um, in my upper body to do physique at all. Um, and I didn't want to do physique. I liked figure. Um, that was a better place for me. Um, I had a really good back, um, really good legs, but same thing. I had a coach who's an individual sport, uh, it was my first meet or first competition. Uh, I actually looked best two weeks out, but within our water load manipulation, I was still holding water on my abs. But it's one of those things that when it's your first show, people different res- respond differently. 
and it was one of those things. But even with the water on my abs, I still squeaked out a third place finish in the open, which was which was cool. Um, it's just as far as with the adrenaline and the competition and me being an athlete, and also like within bodybuilding, it's very specific to judges. One judge might look like this look better versus this look better over here. Whereas when I'm on a floor carrying farmers next to you, if I beat you, I win. So like I like that because like there's not there's not a lot of discrepancy within the coaches. You know everything I'm going next to you. If you press at six and I press at seven, I win. So I mean it's just I like that. There's not a lot of you know uh, you know politics and stuff. It's very just if I beat you, I beat you. If not, I, I don't. Um, that's what I like about it. Um, you know a lot of people can make complaints about things changing the day of comp. I kind of like it. Um, I grew up watching Strongman, and back in the day, like half the time, they didn't even know the events, and they just showed up and did it. Um, I wish sometimes we'd have a little bit more stuff like that or some competitions that you just kind of showed up and the most athletic, ragey person won. Uh, but, <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think that, yeah. that's actually interesting. Um, so <clears throat> that's kind of the, uh, the mindset that my brother and I try to uh, – do out here in West Virginia. We've done we've done a pretty decent job of it. Uh, we had a competition for several years where we didn't announce the events till the day of. Yeah. Um, and that was actually the state championships for a few years in a row. Um, but there's a lot of people that don't, that don't like that. Um, uh, even, uh, even some pros, um, I know, uh, Demitar is very vocal about not having uh, blind events and things like that. Um, yeah. but you know, it's, even without blind events, I would say there's a large percentage, and, and I wouldn't know the exact percentage, but there's a large percentage of competitions where an event will change entirely. I mean, you, you know, nationals, it went from a Zercher carry to a uh, traditional yoke carry. That kind of happens. It happened in um, in Vegas when nationals yeah. was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just never know. I mean, and you need to be you yeah. need to be at least mentally prepared for that. Well, I mean, just like this year, um, we prepped, like the heavyweights, we prepped for a 200 long. And I remember I was in the first flight, and I warmed up according to go for a 200 long, and I'm walking up, and they're like, oh, long, 210. And at that point, you either have to just accept it and go head first and do what you can, or if you go, oh, crap, and you second-guess yourself, it's not going to work. And I'm not a strong presser. Um, so I knew when that I heard that weight change, I was like, screw it. Like, I'm about to go all out and get what I can get. Because I know that's another thing I think that a lot of people struggle with is that mental toughness and mental drive. And that and that's a huge part because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm like, no, 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 you can. Like, that's a huge thing I think people miss out on is that mental side of things. Because, like, I know it works extremely well for me. It's always worked well for me. But that's another thing. Like, it can be taught, and people think that it can't be. But if you can, like, teach your mind to be strong and, like, be aggressive and everything else, like, your body's going to follow. Because there's things I do in competition that I don't even close to come doing here at home. And it's just, and that's just all mental toughness. Like, you can't, I think that's something that a lot of athletes struggle with nowadays, and they'll blame, oh, it was a weight change or it was an event change. And it's like, if you watch my yoke video, that's not a very accurate representation of me yoking at all. But... It is what it is, and I messed up. Like mm -hmm. it was not anybody's fault but mine. It's just I don't know what it was. I don't know if I was in my head that it was slipping off my back. I don't know if my t-shirt was wet. 
but it is what it is. You know, we have to be prepared for those changes. And whenever I heard it was a yoke carry, I was actually pumped because I like to move. Mm-hmm. But then when it got down to it, you know, warm-ups were going fine. But then when I ran it, it just wasn't staying on my back. And it is what it is. Luckily, it didn't drop me many points. But it's just like I knew that if I'd have let that bad yoke run get in my head, it could have screwed me up for the stone to shoulder. And you can't do that. Like, once the event's done, you just got to be done with it and move on. And yeah. I think a lot of people are mental and let little things like that affect their whole performance when in reality, like, it shouldn't. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I think um, something that I hear from a lot of uh, um, amateurs, not not so much from pros, uh, that I think is a bad mindset to have uh, is – when there's a weight change at a competition, you know, let's say it's a 200 log to a 210. I hear people say this a lot. They'll say, well, this is bullshit. I trained for 200. And um, I don't really understand how you train for 200. <laughs> yeah. but, but first of all, but like you should be training to be as strong as you can get. And then right. where that lands is where that lands, I think. Um, right. But I think that that's just a bad mindset going in like okay well i'm only capable of 200 that's what i trained for no it's not because like like i know the way i train or me and latham trained for the 200 log for reps we did a lot of cluster work because i mean up until my i hit uh, i hit prs throughout my entire prep i'd never hit a 200 log and then one day she was like hey we're doing a three by one with 15 seconds rest at 200 and i was like all right, because I knew at that point like that it was time to hit it. Because I knew, I knew I had it within me, but it never had came out yet. So it's like we did a lot of cluster work to prime me for a two hundred pound log for reps. But at the same time, I knew I was capable because like whenever nationals got canceled, actually PR didn't hit a two fifteen. So like when I heard two ten, I was like, screw it. Like I know I have at least one in me because I hit two fifteen, you know, four weeks ago. But. I mean, at the end of the day, I think if there's a weight change, I think it should always go heavier instead of lighter. Yeah. I mean, this is our man, you know, and it's like it should be a heavier thing, so it's not a rep test. Right. You know, like, I just don't think, like, if there has to be some type of change in weight, I think it should always be heavier. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> or, or at least more difficult, right? Right. Um, and and there's, a, there's definitely a difference there, too. I think uh, some people overlook um, it doesn't always have to be heavier. It can be more difficult um, right. depending on the implement of course right um <clears throat> yeah for sure uh so let's talk about um your intensity and uh you know we've all seen it in, in training and stuff or in uh competition but how is it in training um are are you holding that same amount of intensity or is it held back or how do you kind of do that so before i got to Lefa, um like when i was with mike um he was a really good coach for me when I started. Uh, he did great things with me. But he, uh, with him, I just felt like I was ragey all the time and I would just lift things aggressively all the time because that's just what it was. Um, whereas with Leifa, Leifa's like, I need you to think more. I need you to be more technical. I need you to be more in tune with your body. I need you to not be ragey at all until I tell you. So, like, that's where the term, like, it's time to swamp and swamp out comes from. So, you know, I'm from Louisiana. There's a lot of swamp lands around here. So she did coin me the nickname Swampy or Swamp Monster or any variation of those things. <laughs> so it's like, 
she that's what she calls it like when she lets me off my leash that's what she says like it's like literally in my programming she's like it's time to swamp or whatever so it's like she's i've had to learn how to hold that back and restrain it and only let it out whenever she tells me to because like she said she's like you were just so ragey all the time and you're so aggressive all the time you weren't thinking about what you were doing you were just trying so hard she's like you just try so hard all the time she's like you can be so much better. I've just got to make you learn how to do these things and get more technical and things like that. She's like, you, you know, you're more than capable. So it's like, it was a very big transition with her because I went from being ragey all the time and aggressive and tense to calm, cool, collected thinking, time rest, waiting. Like I remember in off season, I hardly ever got to use ammonia because it was never time for me to get ragey because I never had a max nothing. It was all this accessory work or this, that, and the other. So it was a really big middle like, change that way. And then, like, the first time we were supposed to have nationals before it got canceled, I mean, it was time for me to go. And then we got the news that it got canceled, and she was like, screw it, we're not going to waste this peak. So she, she let me max out on stone, uh, log, and deadlift, and I actually, you know, lifted my 340 stone. Um, I hit a 475 dead and a 215 log, and it just, it, I, I need to be able to do that so often because I can't do it all the time. So whenever she does let me off my leash, that's what she, I mean, that's what, it, what we say it is. It's just like, I can be raging aggressive and actually like use that intensity and that fuel that I've been holding back for so long out. And I think that's just like a really big thing that helps me so much because that's all I know. Like I can't, I can't go out to competition and sit down and wait and laugh and joke. It's like, there's times for me to visit with people and there's times for me to go off, get in my head, visualize what I'm going to do. So when it comes down to it, Literally, I just black out and things happen, and I don't even know how it happens. But it's just because through training, it's just we've done so much repetition and so much work that, like, the mind knows what to do. So I can just, like, black out and do things and just hit PRs and go fast and just rage. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> the the Russians um, in the old Russian uh, training manuals, um, they talk about that. They call it training on the nerve. and. Yeah. um you know, they say the same thing. You shouldn't be training on the nerve all the time. And, uh, because it actually has a, uh, an effect on recovery in the, in the nervous system and oh. things like that. So it's much more important to harness that, um, at certain points. And then of course in competition, you kind of do whatever you want. Um, right. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a, uh, there's not too many people out there with your intensity, but, uh, there's uh, there's definitely some intense people out there and you can, you can definitely see where, um, a lot of that's wasted, you know, you can see yeah. where, where they're just blowing their load in, uh, training or, or even yeah. between events, you know, you have to know, yeah. you have to know how to pick it up and kind of bring it back down, stay Probably. serious, but you're, but you're not, you know, right. just storming around and raging for the next half hour until the next event comes up. Cause that's exhausting too. Right. Fair. <clears throat> Cause that's the thing. Like last year, uh, I did nationals. OSG and Arnold back to back to back and I don't think the only part of me that was tired after Arnold was the mental side of it and like of the fact of getting so hyped up for events because I mean I don't know if you're at Arnold last year like main stage for me was huge because the two events on main stage was a press and a deadlift and like I went so hard on my deadlift like I PR'd by like I think nine reps at 20 more pounds than I had at nationals 
because it's just like you can just tap into that stuff, but people don't realize that's exhausting. Like the the height you hitting that and going again that raged up and like literally just PR and PR and PR. Like when I was done at Arnold, I was like, I can't compete because I can't mentally handle it anymore because I just exhausted all of my outlets. You know, it wasn't that my body was physically tired, but like the mental drive and like the aggression and the rage and controlling it and putting it back down and bringing it back up and just storing it, it's just, it's exhausting. I mean, if you watch me at comp, when I go out there to warm up, I'm in my own head, I do my own thing, and then I kind of go off to the side, you kind of see me bounce around, kind of stay off to the side, then when they call our heat, I go out, I do it, and then when I'm done, I immediately go over, find my dad, you know, oh my God, you know, what did I just do, blah, 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 you know, I talked to everybody, and I kind of calmed down, I talked to everybody watch all the men go, I'm sitting down or a little bit or walking and just kind of talking, but still serious. But then like when it's time for us to warm up again, like it's game face back on, I'm walking through, staring through people's souls, like no emotion, just, and then that's just, that's how I've always been. Like if you remember me back from nationals two years ago, I mean, that's how it was. Probably a little bit more predominant now because I've learned to tap into it a little bit better because I've had more experience through strongman, but I think a lot of people do miss out on that. But that's another thing, like, I think people think that you can, that that works for everybody, and it doesn't. Like, like Leifa doesn't do that, and we've talked about it. Leifa's got a focus. She's calm, cool, collected. She goes out there and just does the thing. She doesn't get raged up like I do. But, you know, Sonny Bradley, she's just like me. She's just German. She just does all the raging things. And, and let me tell you, her boyfriend, Lutz, he's the best hype-up man. He'll just sit there and yell at you in German. And if anyone saw me at Arnold last year, I mean, he's, he's great. <laughs> and that's the thing, because like some people are good like that, and they can let that hit them. And then other times, it's like, oh my god, don't yell at me. But it's like, it's it works for some people, and other people they try to make it work for them, and it doesn't. And I think you know, different people respond to different things different ways. But it's like everyone can't be ragey, and it worked for them. And everyone can't try to just be quiet and focused, and it worked for them either. It's like you have to figure out what works for your yourself, and then dive into that, and then bring it out and comp, and then go from there. And it's just, I think you have to figure out what works for you. <clears throat> Very cool. Um, I think, um, I don't know if you've thought much about this, but I think that that intensity uh, will actually um, help you out a lot uh, as a pro. Um, I just had uh, Evan uh, Singleton on uh, the podcast yeah. um, a week or two ago, last week maybe. Yeah. And um, we talked about, uh, you know, the showy, <laughs> the showiness of the competition and the professional level and um, promoters look for people that are uh, doing stuff, right? Like, like it's kind of like yeah. um, the WWE or yeah. they want somebody that people can go, Oh, look, this is interesting. I want to see this person do this. Um, yeah. Cause, cause there's a lot of strong people out there, you know, and, um, but, right. but they want characters. Yeah. And, and I think um, I think this will help you out a lot there. Have you have you thought about that at all, or, or how that might affect you moving forward? Uh, yeah, I mean, because that's the thing. I mean, I don't know if you saw me, but I wish I had video of the whole thing. I mean, after I won that medley, like everyone on that floor knew I won that medley, and it's like, and I don't plan to do stuff like that. Half the time, I don't remember what I do, but it's like when it happens and it hits you, you just parade around and you throw your stuff and. Like, you want people to know what you're good at, and that's that's what I'm good at. And I want people to know, you know, like, I mean, I have people come up to me all the time. They're like, dude, you are the most intense person I've ever seen. Like, I've never seen a female, especially, like, as intense in you. You walk by me, your eyes have no emotion. You stare through souls, and, like, you know, they just part out ways and stuff like that. It's like people, like, you know, or I'll get messages all the time. 
hey, I really wanted to reach out to you and talk to you at comp, but you were so in the zone and you're scary and I didn't want to talk to you. <laughs> and it's like, there's times you can talk to me, but there's times you don't come up to me. Like, and if, if, if I'm off being by myself, being ragey and stuff, you know, you should know when to come up to talk to me and when not to. And I mean, if I have my headphones out and I'm joking with my friends and laughing, you can come up to me and say, hey, this, that, and the other. But if you see me being intense and jumping around it to myself, don't come over there. Um, and it's just like this half the time I get raged out and I say I do stuff and I don't even know what I'm doing because I'm just, I'm in the zone. But that's the thing. It's like, and like you said, people want to see that. Like there are just strong people and stuff like that. But it's like, I think we all have to be a certain part of like a character for people to really like and hold on to. And I think for me, you know, A, I am from the South and from Louisiana. That is one thing because there's hardly any people down here that do this. But B, you know, just like me being as intense as I am and also... I mean, I am. I mean, I'm ragey. I'm super athletic. I'm a little bit different than the standard, you know, build of a heavyweight and things like that. It's like I'm ready to, like, I guess, show people what I actually can do since I actually, you know, have learned to press and deadlifts and stuff like that. And I'm looking forward. I'm doing World's Strongest Woman uh, in four weeks. And I was talking to Donna just the other day, me and her are really good friends. And she was like, I can't wait for you to come out here and, you know, really show what you can do because you're so athletic. And it's like, I am, and I'm trying to get my press and deadlift up, but it's like, I don't know what's to come in the future. Um, Layla knows. Uh, she knows all the things, but it's like, whatever comes my way, like I'm ready for it, and I'm not scared of nothing. Very cool. I think that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and I think uh, especially World's Strongest Woman and, and those shows that are uh, that kind of have the TV kind of mentality, I think that intensity, um, you'll find yourself getting booked in, in a lot of shows that way. Um, just because of that intensity. And uh, I think that's very important. And I think it's important for the sport to make it grow too. If we have um, people that are in your face and characters and things and, and uh, you know, people, people that are identifiable, that identifiable that can be rooted for, right. Not just, not just another strong person. That's, Hey, I'm strong, whoever. And, you know, I think that's important. Right. Um, So, I'm very glad you're honing that in and keeping that uh, with with the new coach and stuff, and that's pretty cool. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because that's the thing. It's like, I mean, that first year at Arnold, like when I lost that pro card, literally about two-tenths of a second. And it's like that's just been haunting me the entire time. And it's like last year the events weren't good for me because out of the six events at Arnold, four of them were static. So the fact that I even made it to main stage was really solid for me, but that's the thing. It's just like... I'm waiting on my list of events that are good for me. Because that's the thing. It's like if we can get some really athletic medleys and moving, which I think Strongman's really trying to go to, yeah. that's going to play out really well for me, and I'm excited about that. And that's another thing. It's like it's all just getting started. I mean, like Leifa, like Leifa said, she's like, you know, it's just getting started. I'm young. I'm I just, you know, just 28 years old. I'm just this is my, going into my third year. Now we can actually get strength under me since I actually know how to jerk and actually know how to deadlift now. So it's like I'm excited to see what comes, and it's like I have no intentions of, you know, dampening my intensity or my rage, if anything. You know, it's just going to be fun. It's going to be fun to show people what I'm capable of because I shock myself all the time. Like when I loaded my 340 stone, I was having all these issues with my tacky because I lived down here in the south, and the tacky was sliding off my arms. And I was like, if I can just get this stone in my lap, I'm going to load it. And luckily, like as I was picking it up, the stone was sliding out my arms. And as soon as I got it in my lap, I was like, this is cake. And I loaded it. So, I mean, it's just like, I got to get some bigger stones. It's just, 
it, it doesn't stop. Like when you do something, you're like, crap, now I need more. Right. You know, and it's like, it's just, I don't, it's funny because when I started out this three years ago, like all the goals that I've hit, I've already done. Like I can't, I still can't fathom that I'm a pro right now. Um, I don't think it's going to hit me till I'm actually doing a pro show, but it's like the numbers that you set for yourself, they're always surpassable. And when you do hit them, you're like, well, crap, what now? You know? Yeah. So it's exciting. And it's just like, it's, it's never, it's never enough. Like if I carry two six, which I've already carried two sixty farmers, it's like, I want two seventy or I want two eighty. You know, it's just like, I want, I want to break some records and set my name on some stuff and do some really cool stuff besides pressing and deadlifting. Cause I mean, that, I mean, yeah, a lot of people think that's the king of strongman is pressing and deadlifting, but it's like, let's break some records, loading some stuff and moving some stuff and carrying some stuff for some speed, not just strength, but you know, a mixture of how fast can I carry 260 pound farmers, you know? So I'm excited for everything to come and it's just, it's all just getting started. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm actually, uh, I am uh, very vocal about this. I am very tired of uh, log press and deadlift being considered the uh, like the the metric for what strongman is. Strongman is not supposed to be standardized. Um, I, deadlifting is a powerlifting event. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I just I just don't agree with those uh, those things being put on such a high of a. Uh, Pedestal. I think the thing that separates strongman from the other strength sports, whether it's Olympic weightlifting or um, powerlifting, is, is like you said, moving events. And, and even if they're not necessarily fast, if it's just really heavy moving, I mean, moving is strongman. You know, it, it's it has a very uh, a very strong strong roots in like like labor based strength. And you know, you, you're not going to have like a blue collar labor job where you're not, where you're standing in place, and you know you're going to be moving with heavy loads, whether it's up a ladder or across the field or whatever. Um, so I'm right there with you. I think I'm hoping it kind of goes back towards that, and I think that it is, and I think that's very important, especially at the big shows like World Strongest Woman and um, and, and even at the uh, the Arnold Pro Show. Yeah, because that's. I mean, that's another thing. It's like. I think people would much rather want to see really cool stuff. I mean, I mean, yeah, we're going to press, but like, let's make it like a medley or let's make it, right. you know, press odd implements or things like that. Or it's like, or a deadlift medley or something. I mean, it's just, that's what I've always said. Like, I mean, and I'm crazy. I like max distance carries. I love max distance front carries, but we don't do them enough, but everyone hates them, but I love them. <laughs> it's like, you know, I like that. I like front carries. I like loading events. I think we needed like a loading medley. I've been wanting a loading medley like the past two years at Arnold. But it's like, I don't know. It's just, I like all the, I like all the stuff a lot of people don't like. Right. You know, I like all the carries. I like, I like moving heavy weight. You know, I like loading stuff. I like stones. It's just like, you know, the static stuff's cool and it's impressive and it's, you know, oh my God, you're so strong. But it's like, yeah, you're so strong, but let's move. Like, let's be athletic. Because, I mean, if you look, I was watching one today. They had like a six keg uh, load series, and the kegs were like two twenty, you know. But it's like that's strong, like moving that quick, and it's like some of the big boys couldn't move that fast. But it's like I just think everything should be moving back to a little bit more athletic stuff. You know, at World Strongest Man this year, it was, you know, and some of the bigger boys were slowed down in the sand and stuff like that because they're used to just being statically strong. But it's like you can't just be big and strong, but you need to be athletic and a bit move. Yeah, you know, and I think we're starting to slowly get that way, and I think that's a lot cooler for uh, spectators itself. Is to see not only these big giants, you know, press and deadlift, but it's like, 
man, these big giants can move too. Like that's super impressive. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, Martins and, um, Iron Bibby yeah. and, uh, Klesikowski, all those, all those guys. There, I mean, and they're oh, yeah. they're they're three, four hundred pounds, and yeah. um, you know, and and very athletic. Well, I mean, Iron Bibby, as big as he is, he can do backflips. Yeah, like that's <laughs> super impressive. Like, I mean, we were watching him today. I mean, his, his arm for twenty six inches round. Yeah, that's insane. But he can do a backflip. Like, it's just <laughs> you know, it's just it's awesome. And I think that's really great because that's the thing. It's just like, yeah, you're big and strong, but it's like, can you move? No. You know, but I think it's going to slowly get that way, and I'm really, I'm really excited for Arnold this year. Um, there's a lot of new changes coming this way, and I'm excited about it. And I really hope that it's going to go in the direction that we all want to see it to go. Because I mean, I know for the press, we've had log the last, you know, a couple of years between nationals and stuff. It's like I want to see either you know an axle or a block press or a medley or you know something that the crowd hasn't seen, or maybe two implements one to the other. But it's like, did you did you say? I don't know. Did you say block press? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Mauser block press, right? That's right. <laughs> okay. That's right. All right. You know, it was just, I think that would be interesting. Like, um, you know, make it a, a press away or something. Um, but I don't know. It's just I'm looking forward to all the changes and seeing what happens. Uh, you know, World's Strongest Woman has some really cool events. Uh, I won't have much of a prep for it. I'm actually doing a Stones of Strength contest this weekend in Santa Ana throwing my hat in the ring with that um, and it's really good events for me uh, really ragey athletic events so I'm excited I had no prep for that I'm literally just going to show over there and then just do it and see what I do yeah. you know um, I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to get the Fay for for the world championships I want to go over there next year so that's what I'm going to do but I mean it's just that's what I like I like to be athletic and move I mean my first nationals when I carried the Fusiple 603 feet everyone's like who is this girl you know but it's like let me carry some stuff and it's like that's what i like to do because i think max distance carries that's also a huge mental game you know like you how long can you stay in the paint and how tough is your mind yeah, yeah a lot of people tap out at like 200 feet i'm like what are you doing like let's go four or five six hundred feet let's push the envelope you yeah know? i think that's, that comes down to that comes down to how long are you willing to uh suffer i think <laughs> Oh, yeah, because I was suffering, but I was like, I'm winning this thing. <laughs> you know, because Ashley, Ashley Crawford actually, like, swept all the events that year except for that. I think her, hers was, like, 400 and some odd feet, and I went 603, and she came up to me, and she's like, I don't know who you are, but you just destroyed me. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm new. This is my second competition, you know. And it's like Arnold was my third competition ever, and I, you know, I main staged and got second, you know. Donna yelled at me, and she's like, I heard there's a rumor this is your third competition. I said, there's no rumor, it's true. And she was like, don't <laughs> stop, you know. And I haven't. I mean, I haven't let off the gas pedal since. Yeah. You know, and I don't I don't have any intention on letting off the gas pedal. No matter, I've had a lot of stuff going on in my life, my personal life, and it's just, if you want something bad enough, I don't care what's going on. Like, I've been through a lot, and it doesn't matter. Like, you, so you can succeed through anything. It's just, it, it's how bad do you want it, and it's not poor, pitiful me. It's, you know, everyone's got stuff going on, but it's just how bad do you want it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think uh, to change gears a little bit, I think um, I ask everybody this usually on the podcast, um, but I, I really wanted to ask you about this: uh, the one okay. on the one on one combat uh, strongman events, Moss wrestling, uh, 
pull push, those sorts of things. Um, what are your thoughts and what do I have to do to get you to do one of those tournaments? <laughs> um, I don't know. But the mass wrestling scares me because of my biceps. Um, I don't know. I might kind of go out one day and go on a limb and try something else. Uh, I think I'm going to try some Highlands games after World Strongest Women for some fun, but I don't know. Um, they they do have some wrestling events at uh, Highland Games. There's a yeah. um, there's a thing called backhold wrestling. Uh, it's very similar to sumo wrestling, except um, you start touching, and um, yeah. you start with your arms wrapped around each other, and then okay. you you win by just throwing them to the ground. So they say go. It doesn't last very long, you know. As you can imagine, it's like a match is like ten seconds. And oh, I would like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I mean, we grew up. I mean, me and my brother—he's uh, he's two and a half years older than me—and I really attribute a lot of my um, athleticism and grit and stuff from him. Because I mean, he beat the hell out of me. I mean, we were little. I mean, we fought, we boxed. He's knocked me out several times. I mean, he broke his nose. I mean, and it's just that's what it was. I mean, I remember we were little. He was playing football, and my parents had to get me my own set of pads and helmet. Because my brother took me out in the yard and was tackling me with no gear on, you know. And it's just like, we've wrestled, we fought, he's taught me how to fight. I mean, so I mean, something like that, because I mean, I haven't thought for a while, like after I blew my hip out, I haven't thought about getting into MMA, but I was like, no, it's probably going to blow my hip out again. You know, but it's like, I would probably do something like that. I mean, I like to get ragey and I like to fight. I mean, I'm, I don't like to fight. I guess I do. But, um, <laughs> you know, I like You're, to you're allowed to say that. Like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I like me and my brother, we still like wrestle to this day. You know, we grew up doing, you know, WWF wrestling moves in the pool and on the bed. And, you know, and it's just like we've always, you know, tap out, tap out and stuff like that. But I don't know. I might get into something like that. That would be kind of cool. Um, I see some events that you do. I don't know what it's called, but it's like basically like a big log with handles. Yeah. And it's like two people versus two people and you push mm-hmm. them out the ring. Yeah, yeah. That would look kind of cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's also um, a Highland Games thing. Um, yeah, and um, sometimes they do that at the uh, they do the indoor Highland Games Championships at the Arnold. Yeah, and um, and that's been there about every other year. They'll do uh, a yeah. pull push there, and um, yeah, there, there there's a lot of uh, that that type of stuff in um, Highland Games. There's actually a, right. a version of moss wrestling too in Highland Games called Swingle Tree. And um, instead of a board, they go feet to feet mm-hmm. and they fight over the stick. Oh, wow. So it's a, it's a little, um, I say, I don't want to say more difficult, but I think it's a little more difficult because you can't move as much because if you move, you'll come off their feet and you lose, you know. Right. Um, with the right. board there, it's a little easier to kind of run around. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. If you got into Highland Games, I think you, could, you would definitely run into one of those events. Yeah. So I think because uh, my boyfriend, Tommy, he, He's trying to get into Highland Games a little bit, and uh, he's done one before. He actually did pretty well. So I think after World Strongest Woman, there's one like a follow the weekend not too far away. We're going to go do that, and I'm just going to show up and just figure it out. Cool. Um, I've always, yeah, I've always been pretty blessed just figuring things out. Um, so I'm excited about it. Plus, it would be fun, not a lot of stress. And if it's something I want to pursue later on a little bit more seriously, I can you know take a little bit more seriously, find somebody, get see, see if Layla can help me out. because She's got a lot of connections and things like that. Um, Burke is a really good uh, Highlands athlete. Um, so between them two, I'm sure they could get me to where I need to be. Yeah, very but cool. I don't know. There, there's just so much stuff out there um, that I want to do. Um, 
and things that I don't even know what's possible yet. Leif was kind of just like, I told her, I said, look, you just tell me when and where to show up and I'll do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He's kind of like, that's why we joke, we call her the supreme leader because, I mean, she does. She takes care of everything, you know, and she just, she's very, uh, I joke with her all the time. She's very, she's the most anti-climatic coach ever. I'll call her, hey, you know, I just ran this farmer in this time or I just did this yoke in this time. And she's like, so? I'm like, that's really fast. She's like, okay, I knew you could do it. What else? And I'm like, that was it. Oh, all right. Bye. Like, I got the phone with her and I don't like impress her, you know. But then it's like this weekend, I mean, you know, she told me, she's like, I'm not, you know, you know, I like, I knew you could do it. She's like, I'm more relieved, you know. So it's like, it's, I haven't, I, it's very rarely that I truly impress her because um, I think she knows what I'm capable of doing. And that's what I like about her. Um, I don't need a raw, raw coach, I don't need a cheerleader. Um, I literally told her, I was like, I need you to literally break everything of mine and fix it. And if I'm not doing it good enough, I need you to fuss at me and get it done. Like, I'm really big on constructive criticism. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to get emotional. Um, I've always been the athlete that I always got my coach to get my face, yell at me. I respond that way. Um, I don't respond to, you know, butter me up and good job. So it's like, whenever she does tell me good job, then I know I actually deserve it. Um. You know, I don't need all that from everybody. I'm pretty much, I'm very self-motivated, very self-driven. So it's like whenever I do impress her and I can feel it, I can hear it in her voice, like I knew it was earned. And that's the thing, I think. I think I think I set goals that aren't high enough for myself because I don't know what's possible, and she does. So that's what's really cool when actually she does, like, sound excited because I know, like, I actually impressed her. But that's what I like because I know it's real, you know. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, well, we're about out of time. Um, I do want to thank you very much for uh, joining us today, and I would love to have you back on um, after uh, at some point after World's Strongest Woman and get your take yeah. on that because that'll be um, your first go round there. And uh, yeah, and um, yeah, get you back on and see what that was like for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would love to. Um, I apologize. I'm really sick, so that's why I'm all snuffled up and I sound terrible. But uh, <laughs> I'm really excited for World's Strongest Woman. Um, I really want to, really want to hang with them and let them see what's going to come. Cause I'm bringing a different package than most girls that come on. Uh, you know, the farmers is 240 with a hand, with a turn. That should be a good event for me. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's be a good time, but I'd like to come back on after that and kind of give my perspective on that new like level of strength and level of athletes and kind of where I'm at. Yeah, that'll be a good, um, metric to see where you're at now that you're at, you're at the next level. So, um, right. you gotta, you gotta see, test the waters, I think. And that's, that's the place to do it. Right. I mean, it's oh, the, yeah, no definitely. better place than that. So, right. um, I think that'll be great, uh, for sure. Um, now I usually, uh, end with this question, um, with when the, somebody's on here the first time, uh, if you had any advice for somebody, um, that was just starting out or, or like maybe just even in their first year of, uh, of strength sports, what would the, be the, the one piece of advice that you would say is the best? Uh, I would travel to train with people more experienced than you and stronger than you. Um, that's the only way you're going to get better and you're going to learn things. My first year I traveled uh, to Florida. I traveled to uh, Scott Lamb and Candace Hardy, trained with them, went to Allen's Gym, uh, Iron House out in Florida. 
Uh, I traveled a few other places, Chris Slater's gym in Alabama. Um, the second year, I flew out to Latha, trained with her. Um, really, I mean, if you're just starting out and you want to learn, look to see who's good and who's strong, but also look to see who's good and strong but has good technique. Because, I mean, you can be good and strong, but your technique be worth shit. So, I mean, if you want to learn how to be all around, find someone that actually has good technique and can teach it. <clears throat> so that's what I would do. I mean, ask all the questions, absorb all the information, but make sure the information you're absorbing is legit and coming from a good source. Yeah. And just honestly travel to people that are more experienced than you and stronger than you and just eat everything up. <clears throat> Very cool. Yeah, I think that's solid advice. Um, <clears throat> I think just about everybody that I've had on the podcast, um, especially the pros, they've all said similar things. Find people that are better and go hang out with them. Um, and I think that's with any sport really, uh, or, or, or yeah. anything. I mean, if you're trying to be good at a yeah. thing, I think that's good advice. Um, right. Yeah. So that's solid advice, uh, from Hannah Lindsay. Um, I do want to thank you very much again for taking the time out of your day to do this and love to have you back. Um, <clears throat> this has been John, the Viking Mauser with Hannah Lindsay, get strong or die. <laughs>